0: patients are often faced with circumstances related to their disease that aren't openly discussed. In Tabooti, the Fight CRC podcast, we delve into those topics that are sometimes considered controversial, trending, or just plain interesting. To suggest a podcast topic, email answers at fightcrc.org. Hi, Ed. Thanks for joining the Tabuti podcast today. How are you? Uh,
1: doing great. Thanks. How are you?
0: Doing well. So we are um, here today to talk a little bit about your experience during the past few months uh, managing COVID-19 and shelter in place and all of the things that have kind of come along with, with this. Right. So, yeah. So, Ed, if you wouldn't mind maybe just telling us a little bit about you know who you are and just your 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 general experience over the past couple months.
1: Okay. Well, uh, I'm here in Orange, Virginia, just across the river from Washington, DC. I'm retired uh, military and retired foreign service. Um, I did 30 years in the military and 13 years foreign service. Spent about half of my uh, adult life overseas. And, I was diagnosed with a uh, stage four uh, colorectal cancer um, just about two years ago, uh, currently undergoing chemotherapy. I just finished number 58 uh, yesterday
0: Wow. and
1: uh, still hanging in there, um, keeping me alive. So I'm happy about that. Um, so that's kind of how I came into this. Uh, as far as the, pandemic and the isolation and the COVID for the past couple of months, uh, in some ways, not so much different, because once you start chemotherapy, uh, of course, you get all the briefings about, hey, your immune system is going to be deficient. You're going to have some issues, things like don't go to salad bars, don't go to large crowds. I mean, that started two years ago when I started chemotherapy. So that those aspects of the isolation are are not so different uh the big issue is that everybody else is now isolated so my adult daughter lives across the street from me and haven't really seen her in almost three months i mean way through the window um a couple times uh for her birthday i've delivered gifts where she's at the other end of the hallway uh, both were in masks and yeah, you know yeah. so it's that aspect of it is probably the, the toughest because I could control where I was going and have a, still have a good relationship I could have dinner with my kids uh, because I wasn't too worried about you know they're giving me anything or whatever because it was the, the usual health things but but that all changed um, and we are just now going down in the Washington DC area uh, on the Mm downslope. I I think um, that's been the worst of of being so close to my kids, having this Mm -hmm. disease, not knowing how much time I have left. And yet I I can no longer do the things that I, that I used used to be. So that's, that's the big thing. And, um, I would say that uh, the number one thing, especially for somebody with stage four, is even with all the breakthroughs and research and and new chemotherapies, and you don't know how much time you have left. I could have a year, I could have two years, I could be one of those lucky 10% that have five years, but maybe not. So I'm on a, at least right now, a limited timeline And COVID just took up that timeline. Yeah. And so all those bucket list things that I intended to do are still in the bucket. And can't get them out because that bucket is filled with a virus um, that will likely kill me faster than the cancer would if I got it. So that's the, the biggest thing. All those things that they tell you to do make the most of what you the time you have left well i have to do that in a 1000 square foot apartment
0: right yeah and you know you said something interesting in the beginning you were talking about how you know initially when you're diagnosed you get the conversation about you know your suppressed immune system and don't go to the salad bars and you know um, all of that kind of thing and now you're you're only in control of yourself because everyone else now has to follow those same rules, and they're, they're new to it, and there's been a lot of resistance for some people to following those rules. Yes. And I imagine that that's wildly yeah. frustrating
1: for you. Um, frustrating and even a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Even tends to make you a little angry, luckily. Luckily for me, this area of northern Virginia Um, which has a lot of young kids, Uh, young people that work in the government, trying to make a name for themselves and all that. Most of them wear masks. I mean, I I bet it's probably 50, 60% in our area, which is a lot better. And in the stores, there's no big controversy. People put on the mask Mm -hmm. uh, and, and go through it. So I'm lucky. But the further away I get from this area into other areas that are not so affected mm-hmm. uh, they they actually consider wearing a mask you know something against them against their personal freedom when in fact with their it's my personal freedom my life that's at stake so uh, that that is that is very frustrating i think that a mask is a pretty simple thing i mean i think that they'll, they'll develop something i mean it is it does get hot but there are other, you can wear a, a light cough mask or something. I, I think it's a, I think it's a very telling thing that of all the things, the social distancing, which is a little tougher to do, but that I, I just think it's a matter of our getting used to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. So how has it been for the rest of your family? You talked a bit about your your daughter that lives nearby, and you can't see her. I mean, you can see her, but not not in close proximity. How how is that going? Uh,
1: Well, we do, you know, like everybody else in this country, uh, you know, FaceTime, um, Messenger, Zoom, uh, you name them all. um, Video chats, we try to do a video dinner uh, once a week. And then we also uh, do video games uh, against each other online uh, right after dinner. Try to do that once a week. And my son also lives nearby and they're big gamers, so they they like that. They're they're adult kids, uh, 28 and 29 years old, so they have their jobs and and stuff. So that aspect of not being able to see that, because typically we would do at least every two weeks and often every week. To bring them over we have a nice dinner we cook we have a bottle of wine and enjoy that and so now we have to do that virtually it's and it's not the same it's 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 an alternative that beats nothing Um,
0: right yeah
1: so we make the most of that and so uh and also as i said um like there's certain like if they'll go to whole foods or or make a grocery run sometimes they'll pick up stuff from us and then just drop it by our mailbox so it's you know they'll call me and say what do you want and they'll pick it up and you know and that's nice Uh, but it's it's a it's sort of weird to go down and there's a bag by the mailbox pick it up and um and you know your daughter was there maybe five minutes before yeah
0: leaving things that's
1: very, that's very sweet, it's very thoughtful. And and, um, she's been a big, uh, uh, she has worked here in Washington DC with uh, the uh, Colorectal uh, Cancer Alliance in uh, fundraising for uh, the yearly run that they have there. Oh, great. So, so she actually worked really hard uh, uh, for, this past year because it was going to be on my birthday on March 29th and of course it got canceled because of the pandemic so that was kind of sad but uh, she's been a great help as my son they both have been very supportive uh, her partner Um, so it's great to have them here locally not to mention of course my spouse who brings me tea during podcasts.
0: (laughs) Yeah I mean I mean it sounds great sounds like you have a wonderful support there locally um, I, you know, we've heard from the community at large that, you know, then there's people that are, are living alone or don't have somewhere local or their support group um, hasn't been transferred to being online or has just been canceled. I mean, what, what has your experience been in support outside of the family or the, the local area? we
1: really different from that. We have a great, yeah. a great support group. In fact, uh, our particular support group is uh, stage four uh, colorectal cancer. So it's it's a, a we're a tight group.
0: Yeah, uh, so you've been able to continue meeting with, with everyone.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it Zoom, not, not again, not the same, yeah. uh, because really it's, uh, I'd say probably, uh, I actually resisted joining the support group for close to six months, because I thought it would be you know, one of these morbid kind of things, because it's all stage four.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It turns out I was really wrong about that. Uh, they're some of my, I, they're my second family now, and my wife is a part of it. Uh, unfortunately, of the original 16 or 18 of us, we've lost six that have transitioned um, from this life. And we were all close, and we're, and we're still close, And there's a few more that are not doing so well and we're we keep each other uh in each other's thoughts uh and if we even if things get down i mean um there's one in particular she was in the hospital um and she had to go to the emergency room and this was about three weeks ago she's in our support group she couldn't get a hold of her husband uh, because, of course, he couldn't go in with her, so she was alone. They were doing the scans. The radiologist gave her a really bad interpretation of her scans, and she was able to get a hold of me, and she was really scared. And it was uh, about two hours' worth of texts and talking of uh, saying, okay, calm down, you know. The radiologist is going to give you the the, the toughest picture, because he doesn't want to leave anything out, wait till the oncologist calls, can interpret it, they can walk through it. And then, you know, we had some jokes and kind of got her back uh, in there. And they've done it for me the same thing. Uh, And so my experience with our local support group has, has been just the opposite. It's been Uh, superb, we have a great uh, support group leader, and um, the local uh, Inova hospital system, it's free to any, uh, all these classes that they have, free to any cancer patient, no matter where they're treated. Wow, that's great. So it is great, and they have a, a, it's it's called Life with Cancer, and they uh, uh, have all kinds of programs, you know, Massage for people with cancer, uh, writing poetry, uh, you know, doing videos, um, crafts, uh, acupuncture, um, I mean, all kinds of things, and the different support groups for each of the particular cancers, and one that reaches out to young people, to people that have colorectal cancer, which is really scary, those 20 and 30 year olds. That never expected to have a disease like this. Uh, they now have some place to go where they could share their experiences and, and, and their fears, even, and realize that they're not alone.
0: That's so important to realize that you're not alone. And, you know, I walk down my street. Um, I've been, you know, sheltering in place now, similar to everyone, right, for three months or so. Um, and on my, my, my route, the same one I do every day, um, there's a house nearby that has a sign that says, we're all in this together, right? Okay. The sign from the local um, hospital. And I've seen a couple scattered around town. And, you know, even though everyone is in a very different place and situation and, you know, um, I mean, we're all kind of going through this collectively, and it's such a such a unique time that I don't think anyone ever thought that would happen, or, or I, at least I know I was nev- never expecting this to happen. Um,
1: As my kids tell me uh, repeatedly, they're the, they're the generation that got screwed three times. You know, they, they, they graduated from college you know, right after the recession, and then the housing market is terrible, uh, and then, well, I won't even go into the politics, but the, uh, and then they talk about now the, this pandemic and they go, it's like a plague on our generation. Um, and I said, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, 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 uh, uh, I, I really relate to that. I feel bad because I've been, I've been lucky in my life, but, uh, but so I, I look at you young uh, and now in the same way, the sort of best years of your life spent inside isolation
0: it's really it's really interesting i mean that's that's the only word i can i can use at this time it's 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 challenging and learning a lot um but you know i i'm curious to know for you i mean it sounds you know we talked about you have incredible support and yes. you know virtual seems to be no problem so have you experienced any effects to to your mental health at all, or um, any? I know that when we had chatted before, you'd mentioned some travel plans got changed. I mean, how did how do those things really affect you, if at all?
1: I think I'd have to go back to the thing of lost opportunities.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's depressing to um, not be able. Uh, I live uh, about oh roughly ten minute walk from Arlington Cemetery. Uh, I have a lot of friends that are buried there. Can't even walk through it. It's closed, except to families. Wow. Uh, and that was a, a big source of, uh, I mean, I, I know it sounds odd for somebody with stage four cancer to find walking through a cemetery peaceful, but my friends are there. They've gone through either in, in a, a war type situation, combat, or just like me, um you know, they have died of various natural causes, and it was nice to go through there and just see, hey, a lot of people have gone through that transition. You're not the only, you're not the only one. So that was a, and also the uh, on the way is the Iwo Jima Memorial, and it's it's now open, but now it's starting to get crowded, so mm-hmm. have to avoid that. Um, and then Fourth of July. Typically, we live in one of the most beautiful sections that looks down over Washington, and can watch the fireworks uh, with all the monuments. And I'm not going to do that this year because of for the fear of the spreading of the viruses. So um, I think that that that's depressing uh, that the inability to do those things that I really would want to do. Um, but on the other hand, um, it hasn't been uh, the isolation. Uh, I've uh, I, lo- I love to work on video, edit videos, and I've been doing a lot of when my kids were young, putting videos together, um, and, and in a semi-professional manner because I've I've been doing video editing uh, since the nineteen seventies. And I was a a photographer before that as a a hobbyist. So putting things together like that, and that takes up a lot of time. And before you know it, it's three in the morning and you go, man, I have to go to bed (laughs) uh, because, uh, so I I think that, that, yeah, there are things that are depressing, but you can, it's manageable if you find alternatives. Mm -hmm. I, I have a great support group been able to manage it through that because when I get down and I'm depressed is, is too strong a word. Uh, maybe just down, just sometimes you feel sorry for yourself. You go, know, yeah. you know, dang it. You know, I, I'd like to go climb Mount Everest and can't do it. You know, you watch it. You know, I, I can't watch that movie. I think it's with Clint Eastwood. Uh, anyway, it's the bucket list, uh, movie okay. where mm-hmm. they go and, um, and then, I, I thought about this the other day. It, this movie's a little bit older, two thousand one, Space Odyssey. But I think the the most uh, there's one scene in the film where he's alone in that spacecraft, and it's his birthday, and there's like a video of his parents singing Happy Birthday to him, and then he turns it off, and it's completely quiet. And he's alone out there in space, you know, somewhere out by Jupiter or wherever it is. And it's they they got it exactly right. Stanley Kubrick got it exactly right. You just hear the sound of the machines in the spacecraft and you see him jogging and you realize that yeah, you know, the isolation could be a hell of a lot worse than than what we have here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Ed- Thank you so much for sharing your story and your experience. Um, I know this has been a really difficult time for a lot of people, so I really appreciate um, you know, your time and your um, enthusiasm for sharing your story. I mean, it's so important. So thank yeah,
1: you for being the I'm happy to do it. Uh, it's, uh, because um, also in the Twitter group of cancer patients, there. Uh, we're all sharing um, each other's ideas or whatever. And I, I actually have an idea for a video that I'm, I may try to do to put together. And it's of all the stage four patients, uh, that, what they're doing right now. If I get some clips or something, I'll put something together, send it to you, see what happens.
0: That's awesome. Well, thanks so much, Ed.
1: Okay. Take care. Enjoy the rest of the day.
0: Thank you for joining our Tabuti podcast. Remember that this information is for educational purposes only and all medical questions should be directed to your doctor.